You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? An apple a day keeps the doctor away, Sid Talk. Hmm. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> That's your introduction. Are you going to start every show from now on with a bit of medical advice? <laughs> Is that <laughs> Is a medical that... advice or just a proverb? See, people like to think that questionable advice only started with the internet, but an apple a day keeps the doctor away has been around a very long time. So we've always been giving people shaky advice. It's definitely questionable. Or what's isn't... the word that um, Seth always uses? Sketchy. It's sketchy. I don't eat a doctor. I don't. I don't eat a doctor. I don't eat a doctor every day. If you did, maybe you would keep the apple away. <laughs> I don't eat an apple every day, and I don't go to the doctor every day. So I'm not sure how credible that advice is. Right. What happened if you would eat a Batman a day? <laughs> See that link? You're bringing it around. You're bringing it around. All right. It's Saturday, June the fourth. This is after the show. We're a movie review podcast, and on episode 739, we're looking at the movie The Batman. It's a 2022 movie. It's out now on streaming, Blu-ray, and 4K, and DVD. DVD, do you remember that one? It's on that too. I do. It's rated PG-13, and our friends at Warner Brothers sent us the 4K disc for review. Sid Talk, can you give us the synopsis of The Batman? Yeah, but is it on VHS? Not on VHS yet. Is it on Laserdisc? No. (laughs) See? We could petition for it to be. We're very old. We know all the things. <laughs> um, it's Batman. Bat guy dressed in an outfit. Doesn't call himself the Batman till later. And uh, he fights crime. He's a vigilante. The city is a cesspool of shit. And uh, there's some sometimes a little bit like, what's this? Who's this? Why is this bad guy doing this thing or whatever? It's all the, you know, it's one of those. And then he kicks some ass. And there's a cat woman. And that's it. You'd have to be living under a rock to know what the Batman, to not know the Batman. So here's the official synopsis. When a sadistic serial killer begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the hidden corruption within the city and question his family's involvement. What did you think of the Batman? I enjoyed it. The end. The end of the podcast. <laughs> we enjoyed it. The end. I mean, I always, I won't say always because I've probably forgotten ones that I haven't thoroughly enjoyed, but I like a good superhero movie. I like, you know, a bit of like grunge. The world's falling. The world of humans is shit. And we've just got a few people who want to stand up for what's right. I like that. I like that it's not a origin story. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, it's not. No, he's, he's a fully established vengeance is what he is. Vigilante guy. We just kind of step in. I enjoy it. I enjoy like the look of it. This one looks really good. I don't like the grumbling of the voice still. It really irritates me, but I got over it. What I think is sometimes the story of the corrupt police and the corrupt DA and the corrupt city and the cities run by crime lords and all that. It's a bit stale for me. 
You know, I feel like it's from 1950s and 60s comic books, which... Spoiler, it is. It is. And it yeah. seems like... Aren't there better ways to deal with this kind of corruption than, like, one guy who wants to go out and beat people up when they're robbing stores and whatnot? Like, I feel like... And then when you're trying to tackle it, they pose it in such a way. They've written every single one of these stories in such a way that it is actually impossible, right, to bring down the corruption in this city. It is impossible. Yeah. She has it right when she's like, the city will never change because you are, it is a zombie apocalypse, essentially, of morality. Like, there is no, it's all just eaten up and decayed, right? You'll never fix this city. So in that alone, I'm always like, okay, you're spinning your wheels. You get rid of this bad guy and there's another one. You get rid of this bad guy and there's another one. So it never feels satisfying because I'm not the big action, action person. I just like the story. Interestingly, this movie is not full of action. I mean, it has quite a bit of It has of some action, yeah. but it's less than like the other Batman movies. It's more him being a detective and trying to figure things out. There's a mm. lot of him I disagree with that. There's like three times when he's trying to solve a bit of a, a puzzle, not a puzzle, but just uh, decipher some encrypted stuff. It's not like... He's really on a case. I know you said that, but it didn't jump out at me like that at all. It felt like that to me, like they were going more for the trying to piece together the mystery. And when it does go for an action sequence, it's really grounded in this movie. There's even a car chase that is not ridiculous. It's not like Fast and the Furious. There's no car flying off a bridge and landing on its wheels. It's, I mean... It's all... It's not what, realistic. Realistic physics... I don't the cars think are is. very realistic. Everybody's in like a real car. Apart I don't from think it's realistic that two cars can be speeding down a highway, a busy highway going the wrong way, and car number two can just keep speeding, and then car number one gets stuck, and then car number two doesn't catch up. It all is very unrealistic. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. <laughs> and other parts of the movie, like, we'll just disagree. Other parts of the movie <laughs> that are realistic to me is everything. There's a bat suit that is like a wingsuit that you can fly with. But it's not really flying. It's more like falling in a controlled manner, right? But the thing is, where was that suit tucked away? Because it's like inflatable. Yeah, well... He, he pulls a thing and all of a sudden he's wrapped up in this inflatable raft thingy. Basically, it's like the outside of his normal suit. He pulls a thing and then it... Is it? He's got a lot of money. He makes all kinds of shit. True, but I'm just saying like... It, also doesn't feel based in, like, a real reality. His suit is very cool. I'll give him that. Yeah. it's a, It seems very heavy. You know when they focus in on his footsteps? It's yeah. Very, he's, like, he's added about 250 pounds of gadgets and metal and armor and everything else. And just imagine, imagine how heavy that thing is. Because it's, it's, like, sturdy. You know, he, like, knocks people over with an, like, just with the forearm and i mean it's hardcore and it can withstand machine gun blasts correct so i felt like his suit was pretty awesome for sure that's what i liked about the design of this the suit was really cool the car his batmobile is not over the top batmobile it's just it's like a souped up car okay again we're gonna have to disagree his bike is a regular bike his car looked like a whacked out futuristic cartoon car i don't know why you think it looked like a normal car it looked to me like a stock car like what well, the you know demolition derby kind of but posh oh i disagree again it had, it had its exoskeleton on the outside 
like it's um, roll cage. And from the front, it just looked like a muscle car. Oh, I disagree. It had like crazy wingy things for its like I mean, eyeballs. it had Batman accoutrement. Yeah, it did not look like a normal car. But it looked realistic is what I'm saying. Like the Tumblr in the last Batman movies. Nobody rides around on the street in a car that looks even remotely like that. This car could get away with just being a souped up car. Hmm. Also, his motorbike is just a, it's like a legit motorbike, but it's painted black that he's riding on True. at the end. I mean, it's not crazy. So the kind of grounded Batman, I like that a lot. He didn't have like loads of gadgets either. He didn't have super hearing or any of that stuff. They got rid of all that, right? I don't yeah, in the Nolan movies, he had so many gadgets. He had the one that he could hear, the night vision one. He had all kinds of stuff. Right. In this one, he, he barely had anything, really. Could, can you think of a gadget that he had? Maybe he's, oh, he has a grappling hook. Which oh, he is has just, the thing he sticks in his eyeball. Oh, he does, Camera, yeah. and he's, he has a camera. Eyeball a, camera. Yeah, like a contact lens that's actually a camera, and it can gather details about a person, facial recognition, and who they are immediately upon looking at them. So, yeah, that's a gadget. That's Mission Impossible style. Mm. Yeah. So, I liked all that about it. It was felt a bit different to other Batman. Batman. Is that right? There have been many Batmen. Only one but see, Batman. That's what I, the question is, are they Batmen? Is it Batmen, plural, or is it Batmans? Because there's actually only one Batman. Yes. You don't say there's, like, Supermen. You'd be like, there's been seven Supermans. I think the title of the movie is correct, then. The Batman. Correct. Yeah, there's just one Batman. But I, I liked the whole vibe of it. I know what you're talking about with the... It's a very political kind of... It's not super complicated, but it's it, it's like a cookie crumb thing. This f- goes from one guy to another guy to another guy, and eventually you get to who did it, right? Who's yeah, doing and it? it's like the old, old-fashioned, like a guy wanted to be mayor and he couldn't be mayor because some scandal that isn't, I guess by today's standards, wouldn't seem to be a, a scandal. And then somebody gets murdered because of that. And then you owe the big crime boss and the crime boss then starts paying off everybody. And it just felt. Then the police get involved of, and they're all That's corrupt. what I'm saying. They're paying yeah. off all the police is what I'm right. talking about. So that all, but it all seemed very, you know, like comic booky or old timey radio shows and old timey TV kind of a storyline. I mean, it's literally ripped from like an old Batman comic. You know, all the Falcone and all these people are, you know, reprising their roles from other Batman things. Mm. There are a few surprises in this one I found. One involving Catwoman, but I won't say what the surprise is, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And Catwoman, I liked how she was handled. I mean, most people coming into a Batman movie, you know stuff. I mean, they didn't even have to explain who she was in this movie, did they? He just said, you've got a lot of cats. Yeah, that's the thing, though, right? If you had never, and I try to approach these things because I've never wa- I've never read a comic book about Batman or any of these other superheroes. I have seen the movies, but you shouldn't have to rely on that, should right. you, to understand the story. In this one, they just he's spying on her. She puts on a black outfit. This cat's all around her legs. So immediately you just put two and two together and go, oh, there's Catwoman. But you're right. If you've never, ever seen Batman, he never says she's Catwoman either, no. does he? And she never says she's Catwoman, so you might not know who she was. But that's got to be very few people, right? I don't know. I mean, in the world, there's probably a lot. <laughs> True. Uh, so let's move on to the cast. 
we don't want to spoil the movie. I think it does have a satisfying conclusion and a big kind of superhero-y. It's kind of grounded, this movie, like I said to you. Like, it, there's a lot of just downtime in the beginning of the movie, don't you think? Like, character development, let's say. A little bit. It's not full of action. But then there is a big action thing, which I quite liked. I didn't expect what it was, did you? I'm not sure which thing you're Boom. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> if if anyone didn't figure out what that little well, clue was about. <laughs> it could be could be small, could be big, could be it could there's a very variation on a boom, right? Oh true. And this one was a quite a big variation on a boom. So I didn't expect that. I actually thought it was quite well done. There's a scene in this movie which I loved where Batman and the Riddler are like stood in the same room, essentially, but with a piece of glass in the middle. Like Who a, are we talking about? You haven't even mentioned this guy yet. Well, I've not got to the cast, but the Riddler is in this movie. I mean, if you look at the poster for this movie and look inside Batman's eye, there's your clue. <laughs> but there's a scene where the Riddler is talking to Batman, and I thought it was exceptional. The acting on it, the whole thing was amazing. Well, that's because you love that guy. I do, and I truly loved Batman's reaction to him. That whole conversation was, I don't know if it's five minutes long, but it's this whole confrontation, basically, but they've got a piece of bulletproof glass between them. Each one's got their own motivations, and the speech yeah, from good. Mr. Riddler was great. It was just very, I wasn't expecting that level of acting at that point. So let's move on to the cast. Robert Pattinson is our new Bruce Wayne slash The Batman. And what did I ask you? <laughs> you, you asked me, is he the, was he a vampire? I said, did Batman used to be a vampire? And I said, yes, <laughs> but not, but no. Yes, Twilight's Robert Pattinson is, you know what? I really love him as Batman, the Batman. I thought it was really good. I, I mean, he's moody. It kind of reminds me of like the crow sometimes. Yes, it does. You know how he's very moody and sort of like it's very emo. He's broken. He's a broken guy. You know, he's probably still languishing from the death of his parents and... But, he's rich and he's, they make it very clear he's a reclusive. He never comes out. And uh, that's unusual that he's even come out at all. So, Yeah. And he he barely wants to be Bruce Wayne, does he? That's an interesting thing. He's like kind of, I'd rather be Batman because what's the point kind of. And there's scenes at the beginning where he's talking to Alfred, where he comes across like a brat as well. Yeah, he he's really rude to Alfred. Yeah. But I liked Robert Pattinson's portrayal of it, because you're right, it's emo. Yes. This, this movie's pretty emo. It has Nirvana on the soundtrack, even. It's dark, it's gloomy. But I was kind of hesitant with Robert Pattinson when I saw he was cast as Batman. I wasn't sure, because all I know him from is really the Twilight things, which we did not watch. But I've seen trailers, obviously. I wasn't sure, but I think he brought it. Yeah, I, I liked him. Was, I even liked him when he was Bruce Wayne. There's I a, mean, I... We'll never like the gravelly voice. I don't even understand it. I think it's really I feel lame. like he, his gravelly voice is easier to understand than Christian Bale's one, though. True. Very true. Yeah. And also, when he plays Bruce Wayne, and you know the funeral scene in the middle of the movie, mm -hmm. when he's actually being Bruce Wayne, I really liked him in that, too. When he's Because you're right, he's just moody. That's what he is, right? His default is moody. But it works well. Zoe Kravitz plays Selena Kyle slash Catwoman. What did the you think? The Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, the Catwoman. Everybody's got the. No, I thought she was really good. 
we've seen her before in what did we see her in? Hunger Games, maybe. I think she's been in lots of things, hasn't she? Zoe Kravitz. I mean, she has, but I don't. I can't recall anything, which mm. seems kind of rude. <laughs> I can't remember her, but no, I, I liked her because she's. And they're bringing back what is also a little bit old fashioned. We're not afraid of sort of like the sexual, you know, like uh, lusty. You know, he lands on her. Kind flirty. Of, yeah, the flirty kind of sexual draw that they have a little bit. I mean, it's a little modern in that we're not seeing the full, you know, like dun dun dun. They've become a thing because they've had sex and now they're all invested in each other. It's just this tit for tat, but feeling a little bit older fashioned to me. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's kind of like Michelle Pfeiffer and, you know, like the playfulness that she Kind does. of, yeah. Yeah. But more, again, grounded is the word, mm. I think. Because she's, she doesn't even have a proper cat headpiece, does she? She has like... No, I like it though. Yeah, it's cool. It's just a, like a banaclava that's been cut up, maybe. Like it looks crafty to me. Like, like she a made ski mask. Yeah, ski mask. So uh, we've got Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. What do you think of Jeff? It was fine. He also did the little, uh, voice, which... I mean, I think he, his actual voice is like that. It so. isn't. I've seen him enough times. No? We know he's not like that, no. He does it in but Westworld I like him, so. also. He's just, he's a bit down, but then again, he's trying to work in a city where everybody's a dickhead, so... I know. liked the line where he said, uh, the only person I trust is you, when he's talking to the Batman on top of the thing. Right. That's the exact operating mode that he's in. He doesn't trust anybody or anything around him because everything's so corrupt and messed up. But Batman, he's behind him 100%, right? And then I don't understand why all the cops treat him like shit, like treat Batman like shit. I don't get that other than... Other than they don't like vigilantes. I guess. Because it messes with their corruption, I guess. Oh. <laughs> okay. You don't want... I didn't think of that. Yeah. Gotcha. That's it. Got We've it. also got... Colin Farrell as the Penguin. What do you think? Of I would say a lot of people wouldn't know. I didn't know that was him. I had so. to. I told you that it was him, and yeah. then I knew because I I wrote down the cast today. But then I was looking, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I would have known that." No. Even at the end of the movie, I wouldn't have told you who it was because it's it's some really good makeup because it doesn't look like weird. Very makeup. good. Yeah, it's very good. Paul Dano is one of my favorites from. Uh, there Will Be Blood. There's a movie for you to watch. I'll drink your milkshake. I'll drink <laughs> it down. Or whatever he says. He didn't say it, but... No, he didn't. It was said to him. He was like this psychotic preacher, preacher guy. Yeah. And in this one, he's a serial killer, you know, whatever. He, he fits perfectly into this Riddler character. There was tingles down my spine during that pre... The oh. thing I meant... You know the scene I mentioned in the room? Yeah. I was like, this guy is an actor. This is good. <laughs> Like he's even like running rings around everybody here. It's just, this is how you deliver some lines. Yeah, Paul Dano is the Riddler. And he's suitably psychotic, right? Mm-hmm. When the, you know. Well, he's broken, right? So yeah. a modern twi a modern thing added to this, because old-timey bad guys, villains, heroes, they didn't have any dimension, right? right. You were a good guy. Because you had high morals and you wanted everything in the city to be safe or wherever you are. If it was a Wild West town or your outer space or wherever you are, whatever your story is, the good guy 
wants to thwart the bad guys so that little Jimmy can just go to school safe and the guy who owns the store doesn't get beat up every day and the women don't get attacked. You know, that's what it was all about. That one dimension. And the bad guy was just a bad guy with bad morals. <laughs> yeah. And needed to be shot or stabbed or blown into space or put into prison, right? And there was no dimension. Now you have all the stuff, right? So we have a moody Batman, rich guy. Parents are dead, but now we're questioning the morals of the parents as the good guys he thought they were. The bad guy gives you his sob story, which is terrible. He was an orphan in a terrible place, <laughs> treated badly, terrified for his life, so he's traumatized. Everyone's traumatized, and this is the result. Bruce Wayne has made choices to try to make the world better, to, like, exact vengeance on everybody. But then the bad guy... Because one of the bad guys laying on the ground says, I am vengeance. And the Batman realizes, oh, right. All these villains who want to tear down the city, all they want is to make things right also. That's all I'm doing, right? So the same result is coming from different traumas. That's a whole new thing woven, I think, into stories. You have to accept that the bad guy has a reason. Yeah. Now, the Joker, or one of the Jokers, what's his name? You know, what the explosion that guy yeah he seemed I mean, he got treated badly too as a kid i guess yeah he got abused yeah. by his father so there's his reason everybody has a reason and now we're finding them out and then you have to accept for yourself right so do i kind of agree with this bad guy the paul dano guy the riddler because we know the city is corrupt and he wants to bring the corruption to an end yeah, which is actually a good guy's uh, thesis. Yes, his method, however, <laughs> yeah. is to kill a bunch of people in a terrible way, right? Right. Whereas the Batman wants to sort of pick off the bad guys one at one by one. He beats him up. He, I don't. We don't see him like overtly killing people. We I see don't him think. like punching them a few too many times. Yeah, he gets very. Yeah, he <laughs> has a big reaction. Yeah. But so that's a new thing added to stories nowadays, where it's called the antihero. Of course, that's been invented. It's been around for a very long time, where you have to be like, oh my, my good guy is doing stuff that you know <laughs> he's not like lickety split clean kind of guy. But I like that. That's more honest. I've got Andy Serkis as Alfred. Played a good Alfred. I liked him. Sure. I mean, it was brief, but... He's sidelined a bit in, in the story, let's say. Yeah. Do we ever catch up with him again? No. No, we don't. He's kind of forgotten. Maybe there'll be another movie. In there will be another movie. What am I talking about? And we've also got Peter Sarsgaard as D.A. Gil Coulson. He's not in it a lot, is he? But I do like Peter Sarsgaard. He does a good job when he breaks down. Yeah. Like, he's actually like, I am so fucked, you know? This is directed by Matt Reeves, who directed the original Cloverfield. All the Planet, you know, the Planet of the Apes movies, the latest ones. He mm -hmm. did those. And he did the remake of Let Me In, which you've seen the original of. Yes. You've seen the remake too, haven't you? I have not watched it. All right. So what do you think of Matt Reeves here? I liked this directing. I thought yeah. it was very good. I liked it. I wasn't expecting how good it looked. I Four. love the way it looked. It was moody and dark, but like you said, it's not so dark that you're like, what yeah. the hell's going on? The car chase scene could have been a little more dynamic with the lighting, but I got it. It was a rainy night, so what do you what do you want, you know? Yeah. I really like the way it looked. It feels like it smells bad, that city. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's dank and wet. Yeah, always. And they don't take a break from it. It's never like a bright, sunny day, really. True. It's just this grimy, wet, 
dark. It's what I think, like from reading the comics when I was a kid. It always looked like that with puddles, with reflections on the ground. You know, it was always grimy. Moldy. Yeah. IMDb reviews, what are those? Those are reviews that you find on a website called IMDb. And a lot of people will put in their little one star, which pretty much means that they have very brilliant, intelligent observations to share with us, usually in the form of a sentence, not well punctuated and not with excellent grammar. And there are two standards that we like to follow up on or we like to, you know, enjoy every time. One of them is worst movie ever. Yes. Ever. Like this movie should never be made. And then there's also the ultimate classic waste of two hours slash fill in the blank of my life. Classic. <laughs> like they've wasted the entire time. <laughs> Instead of like 10 minutes in, they're like, you know what? I'm not into this movie. I know I really enjoy this other movie. I'm just going to go watch that for the next hour of my life. But no, no, no. They do it all and then they complain about it, which is hilarious. First guy says, certainly not the best Batman movie. I'm not sure why this is rated so highly. This is the worst Batman movie ever. I love the Batman trilogy with Christian Bale, but this one was just long and boring. <laughs> long and boring. This one, get this second guy says, we never saw Batman in this movie. I suppose all the other Batmans are crying. That's the whole review, by the way. We never saw Batman in this movie. I oh. guess all the other Batmans is crying. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite review ever. <laughs> I don't even, I completely don't understand it, which is kind of chaotic. I like it. And finally, I've never been so bored watching a film. Every shot goes on way longer than it should, making it a slow and boring film. Not to mention Robert Pattinson's boring mumbling throughout the film. There are several points where I was relieved because I thought the film was about to end. Spoiler alert, it never ended. <laughs> it never ended. Like, uh, <laughs> Did he have it on movie? a loop? <laughs> <laughs> like it just keeps starting over there like, I'm trapped, I'm trapped. I have to keep watching until it's, it's not on anymore. That's fair enough. Yeah, everybody has a thing. There are extras on the Blu-ray. We didn't realize. We sat down, I put the disc in, we watched the movie. It's three hours long, the movie, so one, it's the movie's just on a disc, and it looked like there was no extras. But then later, when we came upstairs, I looked in the box, and there's an actual separate disc full of extras. So if you love your extras, there are a lot. In fact, there are over two hours of special features. So if you're a Batman fan, you can watch how it was made. And it was made during COVID, this movie, by the way. Right. So maybe it's got some interesting uh, stuff that they had to do to get it done. Gonna give this a score. I am giving the Batman. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. An eight Ooh. out of ten. Jeez Louise. I mean, I'll give it like a seven point four, just because in the league of its own, it's right up there. You know the last Joker movie with Whacking Phoenix? I would give it as a great double bill with that. Because mm. they're both like in a dark, gloomy place. Like and we're acknowledging that a completely corrupt a city is not a funny thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of the... Because uh, yeah. the end of the Joker is pretty gloomy as well. The city parts. Yeah, say. and this one has a similar theme where the bad, the villain, we won't say the bad guy, but the villain, the person doing the, the worst of everybody, rallies 
support from anonymous people, lots of anonymous people Correct. who become extensions of the villain. And because they're anonymous and there are so many, and it's like gathering a cult of sorts. Again, it's a hopeless situation, right? Just yeah. like Joker. That's what's going on. Everybody who's pissed off like the Joker is like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm the Joker. Or what's that movie? The old-fashioned one where everyone stands up and says, I am whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Jaws. No. <laughs> no. Apocalypse Jaws. now. Every shark stands up and puts a little fin out. <laughs> I am Jaws. I am Jaws. No, I am Jaws. You know what I'm talking about. I am Spartacus. Spartacus. I am Spartacus, right? So everybody's everybody decides, I'm just as pissed off as that guy. I'm going to, you know, join the party. So that is a theme also that I do like because it's very realistic. Yeah, I think Joker. It's scary as hell. It is. What's that one movie we saw where is it's it very Jaws? No, <laughs> it's very insulated. <laughs> it's a terrible night. Some people are tortured and murdered. And then we realize it's a thing that. The invitation. It's yeah. I'm sorry if right? I spoiled that for anybody, but it's got a similar vibe. <laughs> How did I know that it was the invitation? I don't know, because we've been married too long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can say things like, you know that guy in that thing with that dill? And you'll be like... Jaws. <laughs> 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 On a different occasion, that could be correct. It isn't today. All right. So what was your score? I told you. I forgot. Seven. You, you could listen back. But 7.4. Uh, 7.4. Mine was eight. Are so you making they, notes or something? I am. <laughs> So thank you to Warner Brothers. Next week, we're looking at a new zombie movie called what? The Sadness. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know if, if anyone's ever listened to any of our podcasts before. You will know, or you should know. I'd be very disappointed in you if you didn't, that I I like zombie stuff. I uh, think. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I like it all, except I'm super bored with Walking Dead, so don't even bring that up. This it's one's like, from another country, too, so you might okay. even... You well, know. Train from Busan, fantastic. Yeah, similar type of, yeah. I've watched many that you've not seen that are with uh, subtitles. I bet you haven't seen one quite like this one, The Sadness, next week. Oh, Movie recommendations, I am going to recommend you all three of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. The Dark Knight is my favorite one, but I think they're all exceptional. You don't like grumbly, uh, mumbly. I do not. The Bane. You don't like No. It? I don't like mumbling anything. I don't know what the fuck. What's the point? Buzzle. You're communicating with the world. I don't give a shit if you're, if you're, what you're trying to say is like, you know, I am terrible and I'm going to kill everyone or I am the hero and I'm going to save everyone. I don't give a shit. You have no excuse for mumbling and grumbling. All Just right, then. And enunciate. Ta talking of mumbling and grumbling, I'm also going to recommend you Robert Pattinson in Tenet, which is also a Christopher Nolan movie. And it was people complained that it had too much mumbling and mm -hmm. yeah, but I love that movie because I actually watched it twice and I still don't know what it's about. <laughs> it's very difficult to understand, right? That's funny. I feel like I could keep watching it and maybe get a gist on it, but I don't know what it's about really. And I, I bet you don't either. I don't have to watch it again. Even watching it again, which I did the day after we watched it, it didn't help me. Maybe it was the mumbling. <laughs> but you love the mumbling. Yeah. 
So what are your recommendations? My recommendations are me going back to the 90s. Apparently I was up to the 93s and now I'm going into the 94, year 1994, if anyone doesn't know. There was a whole century before this one. It was called the 1900s. We were alive back then. In 1993, there was, I'm giving you like five because I'm trying to go through most of my list in uh, this year. So Philadelphia, high quality. Grumpy Old Men, also high quality. Tombstone. High quality and clerks, yeah, high, quali- high quality of its own genre, like inventing a genre almost. Do you reckon? Yeah, it's definitely. A Kevin Smith movie. And then in ninety, uh, that so the clerks is ninety four, and Ace Ventura: Pet Detective also ninety four. Which I mean, I don't remember the quality of it, but I know I've seen it, so that's why it's on the list. I wouldn't call it high quality. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if it's that funny anymore. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Are any of them good anymore? Is anything old good anymore? We don't know. Let's say no. So don't watch anything (laughs) old. (laughs) All all of everything is bad. So Ace Scully stuff this week. Uh, Fortnite, the new season is about to come tomorrow. And you'll be able to unlock the new characters in the season pass. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. So that's pretty much my street, said Talk. Uh, Yeah. I'll be playing that and unlocking them. And talking of... um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we watched episode three, and talking of Darth Vader, there was a lot of Darth Vader in this one. We weren't talking about Darth Vader, just saying. Well, I was, because he's in Fortnite. All right. You're not listening. No. So what did you think of Obi-Wan this week? I loved it. I always love it. I think it's very well done. I just am going along for the whole story. Yes. I don't look at them individually. I mean, some of the movies and whatnot have different impacts on me. However, I still look at it as a whole story. Yeah, Obi-Wan uh, TV show, really like it. It's, high quality, high quality. Yeah, and they're really playing with the Star Wars lore. Like, they're not afraid of, like, telling the story. I was going to say, they're not playing with it as in changing it. No. They're playing with it as in telling you. Yeah, and filling some things, things in. Yeah. All right, what's for dinner? What's for dinner is um, questionable still at this point. I'm going to try... Burger King Impossible Whopper, but the other night, tell your story. Super pissed me off, and it's not rare anymore to be pissed off when you try to go out and get food, which is a luxury, I know, but still. Um, pulled in, waited almost fifteen minutes just to get up to make my order. Made my order. She was friendly-ish, sort of like, made the order. Waited another fifteen minutes behind two cars in front of me. Coming up on seventeen minutes, pull up. She goes, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. We only have the one Impossible Whopper, but I can give you a regular burger. Or would you like a regular burger instead? <laughs> and I was like. That defeats the object. Yeah, you thought it was weird that they would offer <laughs> a regular beef burger to someone who's ordered like a plant-based burger, which I don't even think that's weird anymore. But I was just like, fuck this place, man. I was like, nope, thanks. Just go somewhere else. I've waited long enough. I get very impatient, as you can probably imagine. So tonight we're going to try that again. If it's not that, it'll be Jimmy John's. If it's not that, it'll be Subway. If it's not that, it'll be Taco Bell. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it is. And the reason we tell you what we eat is because we're vegetarian. And people think vegetarians all are vegan, which they are not, because vegan is a philosophy, not a diet. We're vegetarian, which means we just don't eat meat. We do do eggs and dairy. We love plant-based things. We'll try any of the new stuff. We tried the Kentucky Fried Chicken plant-based thing. What did we think? 
It was greasy and weird. It was a little greasy and weird. So, you know, we like our junk foods and our fast foods, but uh, just not with meat in it. So, let's that. All right, advice and let's get out of it. My advice is to listen to people when they tell you how to help them. I realize there are going to be circumstances where some severe help might be in need of to save someone's life and they're trying to refuse you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things like when someone's having a difficult time with an illness in their family or something like that, and then you say, oh, well, I'll just come to your house and I'll do all this stuff for you. And they say to you, no, thank you. I've got a lot on my plate right now. I appreciate it. I'll let you know if I need anything. But then you insist on going to their house and doing all the shit. You're not actually being helpful. You're doing it for yourself to make you feel like and appear to be a helpful person. Which your intentions might be fine. That's, I mean, might be good and that's fine. But you need to listen. So if your friend says, no, thank you. Like, you don't need to come. You don't need to bring me food. You don't need to clean my house. You don't need to hold my hand. You don't need to come here and sit with me quietly because I've, I've got this. You deciding to override that is disrespectful. I mean, it's as simple as that. You might have the strongest urge to help the person you love, and that's great. But then the better version of that is for you to listen. And if they say no, thank you, then that's it. Don't like burden them with your desire to look and appear and feel helpful. So there's that. <laughs> well said. Well done. Thank you. Thanks. AceGully.com is the place you can catch this podcast. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is our social media. We're also on iTunes, Spotify. Where else to talk? All the places. AceGully.com. Amazon Music. All those places. I mean, places. I don't listen to this podcast, so I don't know where it is. Well, I do. <laughs> so I'm a fan. We can uh, also email AceGully at AceGully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want any of your email. <laughs> and stay classy. The Batman. <laughs> and I'm going to say think for yourself or someone's going to do it for you. Bye.